This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Cripple Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey friends, lovers, and everybody in between. Thanks for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark. I'm really, really excited you're here. This one is one that's been in the making for a while now. I am... Super excited to share this episode with you. This guest I have today is a dear, dear friend of mine. Let me tell you all about it. On today's episode, I talked to my good friend, Eva Sweeney. She is a pleasure professional out of California working in sex and disability. She started her old school classes called Cripping Up Sex with Eva Sweeney. She's done work on queerness, sex, and disability all over the U.S. Uh, she, we, we became on each other's radars a couple years ago, and we've helped, we've helped each other out in, in the work we do. This conversation was just a fun catch-up with her. We've been trying to have this interview now. Literally, we planned this thing about a year ago, and it finally happened the other day. And it's, I am so honored that she is in my first top 100 episodes of this program. We talk about her work, being queer and disabled. Um, she's done some really cool things with the ABC, ABC show Speechless, which we touch on a little bit. She tells us about one of her first sexual experiences as a queer disabled person, falling in love or, or at least fucking the high school cheerleader, I think. There's a funny and odd story about come a dildo and dog hair that she'll talk about. Uh, there are some definitely some hilarious moments in this interview. And it was really important for me to sit with Eva because I just like hearing disabled people's sex stories. Um, throughout the interview, the person who is reading Eva's words is her attendant, Cameron. As Eva explains to us throughout the interview, she is nonverbal and uses a board to have an attendant read out her words, and that's who you're hearing throughout the interview. Cameron was also really fun. Um, Eva and I also talk about our experiences on Cameron Esposito's podcast, Query. I, uh, I'm i really glad that the two of us were some of the two, the first two visibly disabled individuals on that show, and we kind of chat about that. It was just a really fun interview with another queer disabled person, and I'm excited to share it with you. 
So just before I hit record and get to that awesome interview with Eva, want to let you know that if you have a story around sex and disability, or a question, or an anecdote, or anything to do about disability really that you want to share with the Disability After Dark audience, you can do so by sending it in for a minisode to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. And if you're a first-time listener and you're wondering, what's a minisode? What's all this about? A minisode is basically where you write in a letter about your experiences with sexuality and disability, or disability generally, and I read it back hilarious to, hilariously to you, and I speculate wildly. So I, I, if, if you've been listening along for a while now, we've been doing that for about 22-ish minisodes at this point, um, and there haven't been a few for a few weeks. The reason being is that I wasn't getting anything in the box. So if you're hearing and you have an idea for a minisode, send it into the box and I will read it back hilariously to you. But it's a great way for us to build community and to really start talking about the issues that disabled people face in a forum like this. So that's my rant about minisodes and why I love them. And um, now let's get to the show. Eva Sweeney, hello, and welcome to Disability After Dark. Hello, thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. You were on an old show that I used to do, uh, and it's just so great to have you back on my new show. I've been trying to get you to be a guest on this new iteration for, Mm -hmm. wow, it's been a while now, for like pretty much almost a year. I'm pretty sure we've been skirting the idea around for a while yeah (laughs) Um, it's great to be here i am i am so excited that you're here Uh, and i'm also excited that you're here i see you on skype right now which is awesome and i also see you're with a familiar face and voice to me um why don't you introduce how you're communicating with us today Okay, well, um, basically, uh, I'm nonverbal. Mm. I have cerebral palsy, so I communicate <laughs> using a laser pointer attached mm. to my hat, and I point at a letter board, which the voice that you're hearing now is me, Cameron, her, uh, Eva's assistant, and um, I read off everything Eva wants to say from her letter board, but for, you know, the sake of time, um, we have a lot of pre-written answers um, that I will be reading off of, but for any, like, follow-up questions or anything, I'll be reading um, whatever Eva's spelling or writing on her board. Awesome, and so when Eva, when Eva, when, when you spell what Eva, Eva wants to say, like, can you explain to us how that works? Uh, yeah, um, well, Basically, like, the letter board, it's got a bunch of different words and letters on it, and, like, I'm pretty much just piecing it together as you point at it, so it'll be, like, P, U, G, Pug, O, or, like, and sometimes it's kind of, like, predictive text where, like, I know her so well that I'm able to kind of, like, the more you get to know her, the the faster it goes, and, like, the more you're able to kind of, like, get where she's going and help the conversation move along. Right. So... And then sometimes it's a little weird because I will think she's saying something and I'm like, oh, wait, no, you're saying something else. So uh, there will be times where I might have to correct myself if I, mm-hmm. but I usually just do that for the sake of making the conversation mm-hmm. go faster because Eva likes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But other than that, that's that's pretty much how it works. Awesome, awesome. And I know how it works because I, Eva and I have chatted before, and Eva, you know we've had we've had we've had we've done things before. So so I, I knew I just wanted the audience to understand like how that would sound when they're listening. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. Um, all right, so let's dive right in, Eva. Uh, I want to first talk to you about old school. I know you you're doing work as a you gave me this really cool title a few a few months ago when we were talking. And I now forget what you said. Something to do with a pleasure... Professional. That's right. Pleasure <laughs> professional. Um, so you, you teach classes on my favorite topic, sex and disability, through old school. Tell me about all of that. All right. Um, well, back in November, I saw an article on Facebook about a new sex education <laughs> platform which focused on pleasure-based <laughs> education. It is streaming, so you can be anywhere you want to be to watch it and teach. I was like, OMG, I need to apply. I had been teaching in-person workshops all over the country, but traveling is so exhausting. I was really nervous to apply because not many people would get how, would get how a non-verbal person would teach. But when I had my interview with Andrea, the founder, she was like... Yeah, this will work, like two minutes into the interview. Um, I absolutely love teaching at O-School. I do my weekly Q&A about sex and disability on Wednesdays, though this might be on a temporary hiatus, which is basically, but the Q&A is basically an open chat where we people can ask me anything. I also do more focus classes, like I did one on sex, oral sex, I did one about sex toys on assisted masturbation, and most recently, one about dating eighteen and um, dating for eighteen and up disabled youth. Uh, people should definitely check out my website and follow me on social media, um, crippingupsexwitheva.com, and uh, my I fucking, IG. I fucking love you. I I think it's I think the branding for that is so simple and so like, easy and so. It's just really, it's just really genius, and I, I gotta say, I'm all, I'm all for it. Thank you so much. Um, uh, and I also, I really think it's great that O School was immediately down to work with you and didn't have any hesitation. It sounds like, anyway, they didn't have any hesitation to work with you as a, as a pleasure professional, which you know, typically when disabled people enter the sphere of wanting to, um of wanting to, to, you know, be educators or do something where they they have the knowledge, the people that help facilitate that usually are like, oh, no, we'll put you in the background. It's really important and awesome, I think, that O-School, um, again, I don't want to give them too much credit because it's all you and you're, you're, you're the fucking, you're the bee's knees. I'm an 85-year-old person who says bee's knees frequently. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but you're the one who does all the awesome work. But I'm saying... It's really commendable that O School, um, no matter what I do, I'm going to come off making them sound like the winners. No, you're the winner. I just like that they're helping you be winning at what you do. Yeah, that there's just zero hesitation in the process at all, which was amazing. And, and now we have two... Two more people with disabilities working as pleasure professionals. 
Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> hey, so, old school. amazing. If you need somebody else, old school, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, awesome. but do, do you, and this is an, this is an off the cup question and one that I don't think we plan for. Eva, do you find that when you're doing, when you're, when you're, because I see a lot on your Facebook and it's very similar to me when I ask for podcast questions or I ask for uh, podcast topics, like we're constantly asking because we need more content because typically the people's curiosity about sex and disability ends at, oh, how do you have sex? And so then when you're doing a whole series or a program or something, something around that, people get kind of, they wonder why you keep asking. It's like, well, I need more content. Do you find getting the content for this stuff is either A, repetitive, so it's all the same question around, like, uh, how, do you, how do you have sex? Or do you find it really hard to come up with new content? Oh, yes. I am definitely a S asking people what they what they want to know, what they want to learn, what they're curious about. Just constantly trying to find find more information. Yeah. Um, and S O some sometimes my Q my Q and A I get get zero people um, asking questions. Um, so that can be kind of hard and we often just like wing it at, at those points in time just giving out whatever information and hoping somebody's enjoying it. Um, but but when when even even one one person comes and asks questions I I feel like I am helping them. Um, it usually, even when it's just one person asking, it really does feel like a personal and helpful and intimate experience, um, which is really amazing. That's so awesome. And, and yeah, when one person comes, pun definitely intended, you've done your job. <laughs> uh, so I am all for that, and I totally agree with that. Um, but I think, again, I really, I'm so, as somebody who's doing pretty much very similar work to you and trying to build a brand around that, I got to say, I'm, I'm here for it and I support all the things. Um, so I think you're, and I, like I said, when I get my sex toy thing off the ground and we're working on it, believe me, it's, it's, it's in the works. We're just trying to get the research happening. But as soon as that, as soon as we have something tangible, I will be, like, hey, Eva, want to test this thing? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, oh, yes. So down for it. But I, <laughs> I, I just, as a, as a fellow sex educator with disabilities, I, who's also queer, I really, like, I cannot wait for the day when somebody in California properly hires me to fly out there because I'm coming to your house immediately. It'd be like, we're hanging out. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Amazing. Um... So let's go back to Eva when Eva was growing up. I want to hear about Eva. I, I know about you as an educator, and I know you do rad work more, which we'll get into. 
as we chat here, but I want to know about your life growing up. And I want to know about how your family treated you as a disabled person. And I want to know how that may or may not have shaped your views on sexuality. Well, as a kid, my parents were awesome. They did not hide the fact that I had cerebral palsy and talked about it openly. Also, they were game to figure out how I could do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. I played basketball, skateboarded, played hockey, etc. I think that attitude of, we'll just figure out how you can do it, definitely as an adult, has been the foundation of my sex mm. life. When I want to do something new in bed, I just brainstorm and figure out the best way for my body. That's awesome. And I love that your parents have been so supportive because mine have too. Like mine have been amazing too. Um, and it's it's just so nice to hear that in part because of disability, the the queerness and the the sexuality like the sexuality part isn't so sh- isn't like a big shock because it's like oh well my, you know my kids already got this got like disabilities so them being queer is not gonna like super freak me out. Exactly. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's that's. Not all of our experiences, obviously, but I feel like for a lot of us, that's how our parents kind of kind of dealt <laughs> with the, the, our sexuality. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, yeah, tell me more about you growing up. Like, tell me, Eva, like, go back to, like, Eva, I think you're, you're my age, right? You're 34? Uh, 35. Awesome. Okay, so go back to, like, go back to, like, teenage Eva, like, 20 years ago. And like, give me, tell me, like, 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 walk me through what Eva was like 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was a (laughs) JU junior in high school, my A, my aide, and my A-T-O-O took her took her lunch break, um, what was it, uh, the mm. C class before my lunch break. So I had to ask kids in my class to volunteer to help me um, in class, like R, uh, R-E, read my, read my board, help me take notes, stuff like that, um, and, uh, this, <laughs> the girl that volunteered, um, oh my god, I'm so ready for the story, so ready, the girl that volunteered, <laughs> uh, to be my aide, I was not very excited about, because from what I knew of her, she was, like, really annoying, <laughs> we had a <laughs> semester before, I know the story. Um, <laughs> she was like really annoying. The story did not. Okay, first of all, I'm just gonna pause you quickly. The story did not go in the direction that I was thinking it was gonna go. As soon as I heard "girl," I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a they're gonna have like a sexy moment." And then all of a sudden, you were like, "She was super annoying," and I couldn't. Oh, just wait, wait. No, it is gonna go where you think. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this is just the first, you know, th- how things started. Okay, but, like, when I wasn't excited when she volunteered. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, not this girl. But, you know, she volunteered. And then right after, um, she was like, can I sleep over at your house? And I just didn't really think anything of it. And I just said yes. Um, 
And so she slept over at my house. And but when she was at my house, she put her hands down my pants. And like <laughs> And I was like, okay, cool. Uh <laughs> and we ended up and this girl she was preppy and femme as can be, had a all-star football-playing boyfriend. Was it football or basketball? Basketball. All-star <laughs> basketball boyfriend who she was seeing. And, you know, we ended up dating for a year, and that was my first girlfriend. Um, not D-A, not dating, just, like, fucking. We ended up fucking for a year. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Like that's my teenage that's my teenage fantasy, although with male identified people, that is my that is literally my teenage I fantasy. Yeah, that's literally like that's literally my teenage fantasy. <laughs> so so jealous. Um Hey Cameron, can you turn on the camera camera again? Oh, I I must have shut it off with my elbow or something. I'm not editing this, I'm leaving all this this is how two disabled people do a podcast, <laughs> friends. This is how it happens. I still can't. I still nope. It's reality. Okay. So, uh, it is. It is it on? Is it back? Nope. It's not. There's a little camera in the corner. How about now? That's a big nope. What the frick? I don't know why it's not... No, you're... Oh, side screen? Uh-huh. It's okay, we can... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why it's not working, because I see us, but I don't... I don't want to do that. It's alright, no worries. We, it's... I have seen both of your beautiful awesomeness. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so, yeah, super jealous that you got to fuck the high school hottie <laughs> when you were when you were like 15. So, and, and that was in like 1998. That was like not when disability really had a big, you know, a big it, it wasn't it wasn't really given the platform it is now. Um, so like, man, if in 1998 the hot the cross player at my school was like, hey, I'll do stuff for you. And then. Yeah. And then. I got an image on my thing. Did I lose you? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I still see you. Do you hear us? I hear you. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think I accidentally took a picture, <laughs> but other than that, I yeah, don't that's know. What it was. <laughs> that's what um, it was. Um. <laughs> Yeah, super jealous that you, uh, you, uh, so jealous. Like, fuck right off, but also so good for you. <laughs> she is so, so not, like, my typical type, too, now. I mean, now, like, back then, she was, like, I mean, she still is, but she was very femme, was blonde, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just... You know, that's what I thought I was supposed to be into. Um, when I, you know, first realized I was queer, I thought I was supposed to be really into fat girls. So I went along with it. And um, But now I date much more masculine and butch 
type people, pretty much. So you're all, you're all about the mask for mask then? Yeah, and all yeah, and all all G E and all people of all genders, but just definitely like that that kind of mask presenting kind of thing. Exactly. Nice. That's awesome. So you're like, so you're like, uh, I'd like a. I'm just trying to think of like a mask presenting. Uh, yeah, like give me your, give me your like, give me your like, celebrity crush. Oh my god. Mm. A, Annie DeFranco? No, sorry, just cut that one. Uh, A N, I, Animal, Prufock from Bitch and Animal. Mm. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> but. But he is one of my friends mm. now, but fuck it. So it could be your celebrity crush. Mm, nice. <laughs> I mean, you had a crush on him when you were like, what, like 19? And then you later on became mm. friends, which is just a very big, weird world. <laughs> Eva, you're kind of like a disability celebrity. Like, you're like, you're a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As if you, as if you don't know, you're so modest. But like you, you must know that people know who you are. A W. <laughs> um, but okay. So, so I know that you're 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 speaking with me today through through the awesome use of your assistant, Cameron. Tell me about how your form of communication has changed your sex life or I guess I mean I guess for you it wouldn't have changed your sex life it was your sex life from the beginning of your sex life so how has it how has communication played a role in your sex life as a disabled person well in bed I can't use my communication system which is a laser pointer attached to a hat and then I spell and say what I want on my letterboard so all the detailed communication has to be done before we get in the bed I can say yes and no by nodding and shaking my head. So that really helps in the heat of the moment. For people I have a relationship with, mm. I really like sexting. Um, not just because it's fucking hot, but because I can tell them exactly what I want them to do to me and what I want to do to them. This is not a funny story, but I really like when I sex my partner and they say that, to that, that it totally turned them on. For new people, I usually just text them and explain what my body can and cannot do. I have a quote R O A D M A P a roadmap, which uh, just kind of gives them like a roadmap of my body that gives them like a basic rundown of like what they're going to be experiencing. Whoa, yeah. is that like a, do you have like a picture of like, this is Eva's? <laughs> like, oh my you goodness. Know, it's, it's like a verbal kind of roadmap, you know, right? <laughs> w, R, it's like written out, um, but it does just kind of explain uh, my body. So, okay, now I talk about storyboarding sex all the time but you have taken it to like an actual level which i applaud i applaud all the ways like how do you write out like this is my body and also like you should fuck me because 
Um, I, I just, I just say, like, my L, uh, E, my legs can not spread apart. Um, and I am most C, O, M, most comfortable on my side. And, you know, my muscles get tight and just kind of just like the basics of what positions I can do, what I can't do, so nobody tries to do anything mm. that I can't do. <laughs> and they just know beforehand, like, what, what is and what isn't possible. Yeah. And how does, how does that kind of, ro- like, roadmap, how does that, how does that work for you so far? It has worked great it's worked great and there's been no there's been no like because i can imagine like i can imagine like people would have questions and be concerned about the way you've mapped it out and you haven't found that in in with this communication method of how you like to fuck which i again think is like can you please send me a copy i just want to i want to just see how you did it and then i want to be like great here's what i will do to hand pamphlets to Andrew's lover of like what to do next <laughs> I I will I will I will send you one um, it has oh it, it opens up conversations um, between me and my partner so it's just like a place to start so if they have questions or you know if we want to brainstorm we can talk about it that's awesome um do you have any funny stories about how communication has impacted your sex life? Uh, not, mm. not really, to be honest. Really? I, that, I, I find that surprising, because, I mean, we all have a funny disability sex story. Okay, hey, do you have, like, a, do you have like, a funny <laughs> disability? <coughs> okay, but what about the one with the dog toy, and, like, because they didn't really know, but <laughs> Hang on. Dog. I mean, not the dog toy, but the dildo that got in the dog hair, right? What do you think about that one? No, not that one. Or that. I, I'm so down. I'm kind of. I'm kind of down for that one. Not a about C communication. Oh, that's true. I just was thinking because there was like <coughs> kind of like a lack of communication or something. Like you thought he was like he kept you in your wheelchair or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, like, should we just share it with, like, well, this is only somewhat about communication, but it's a fucking hilarious story. I'm so ready, um, I'm so ready for hilarious disability stories. Totally go. There was this guy that uh, I hooked up with, and, like, he, um, <laughs> did you talk to him much about it beforehand? Like, did you give him a roadmap? Oh, yeah. uh, yes. I, A, L. I always give the roadmap. I just didn't know if it existed then. Um, but uh, so I gave him the roadmap, but he seemed to not totally understand everything for some reason. Uh, but basically, the main thing he he kept me in my wheelchair, which for some people is fine, um, but for me it's not really that uh, that great. So he kept me in my wheelchair, and so just in the end, it just wasn't that fun of an of an experience. I didn't really get a lot out of it. But then, what was really hilarious is um, 
you know, they left, and then we found out that they had mm. left their dildo at my house, mm. and I had to have my aide mm. search for this dildo, because mm. he wanted to come and get it. And we found the dildo or vibrator or whatever, and we found it in my dog's bed. And, <laughs> and basically, like, tarred and feathered in common dog hair. <laughs> what? Oh, no. So my aide had to fucking wash the vibrator and then we had to have the awkward come over and pick up your damn vibrator like thing and then never saw him again basically <laughs> oh that's hilarious like i would have been like dude sorry my papa's chomped on your dildo peace out <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so that's that's the closest i think we got for that that's, that's yeah. pretty hilarious how did your how did your Aid react when you were like, "Hey, I need you to wash this dildo." She, she was, mm. she was cool about it. Uh, we, L A, we mm. laughed about it, and uh, it's pretty funny. Good. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a story. Definitely, like that's one. I, like, I've already decided the title of this episode might just be "Common Dog Hair." Common, like <laughs> it might just be "Common Dog Hair." A conversation with Eva. I don't know. Oh my god, that'll be an eye catcher. Um. <laughs> that'll get the likes up on the numbers. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, that I don't know how to segue out of coming dog here, but I'm going to try. Uh, so, how do you... So, you have a lot of assistants that come in and do your care. Are they... Did they does it, is it, a like, a rotating team of, like, people that you've hired? Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. And so yeah, there's like a set schedule and there's, you know, a few part-time aides and one full-time aide. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Um so tell me how you talk to your cuz people have asked me a lot on this podcast, how do you how do I talk to my care staff about um sex and sexuality and disability and what do you have any any advice you would give to other disabled people who want to have that conversation? Well, now it is easier because my work's all about sex, so I include that in my ad when I'm looking for new people. That helps a lot to bring sex-positive people to me. As far as talking about my personal sex life with my aid, my aides, it is mostly on a need-to-know basis. Like if I'm sleeping over with my partner, I'll be naked in the morning. So I give my aides a heads up before they're there so they're not surprised when they walk in and I'm completely naked. Um, I would say be as matter of fact as you can be about it and when you talk to your PCAs, um, oh, so I would say be as matter of fact as you can about it when you talk to your PCAs. If you are all shy and beat around the bush, your PCA would feel more weird about it. My aides do help charge my vibrators, but it's not weird because they know I have sex. Ooh. I just don't <laughs> share the details with them. I just love that you're like, hey, I need to charge my, uh, my, I need to charge my magic wand right now. Can you just, uh, like, can you, thanks, thanks, PCA. Like, I, first of all, good on you because I don't know if I could have that conversation with my PCAs. Like, 
I have vibrators in my room too. I don't use a lot of them, but I like I hide my stuff in a bag because I'm like, oh my god, I'm shy, I'm nervous. So like, like, good for you for being so like, fuck it, this is what I do and deal with it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'm lucky because all my aids are cool and my partner likes them, so it's not weird when I'm hanging out with my partner and while my aids are working. P.S. The one you have there right now is pretty fucking awesome. So, um, <laughs> yes, correct. Awesome. Um, so, Eva, you know, you're, you're just somebody who have, who's really made queer and disability activism your thing, and you're someone that I genuinely, from the bottom of my queer, queer heart, look up to. I look up to you so much for a lot of stuff, and like, I, I love how our relationship as friends has, like, been born out of, like, first we were, like, just activists together, and now, now we'll go to each other for stuff, and... Like, you've come to me for advice on things about penises, and I've come to you for, like, just questions about the podcast, and so, like, it's <laughs> it's really cool that we've connected that way, and I, I so much uh, admire what it is that you do and how you've so, gen- like, gen- genuinely, like, tucked into the whole experience of sex and disability. Um, so, can you talk to me about what it's like presenting your work so publicly your personal journey with sex and disability um yes uh, i oh wait so i definitely feel like a broken record sometimes and that can be really exhausting but it just shows how much our work is needed for as, as far as how i start in activism i would say i definitely start small you don't want as far as how to start in activism i'd say definitely start small you don't oh, <laughs> Uh, you don't want to overreach and set yourself up for failure. Start by reading about different causes and protests and happening in your area. Mm. This is kind of something you didn't mention, uh, but it's in your question. <laughs> um, so yeah, volunteer at your local disability advocacy group or work with your city council to help better things for those with disabilities. If you yourself are disabled, try to get your voice out there by speaking about your experiences. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 I broke up the question. Can you, so, it was my fault, sorry. So I'll ask the question again. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so, <laughs> so yes, Eva. I genuinely admire you and your I love what you do and like solid trip solidarity all the way. Uh, when I talk about when I talk about my sec- my sexuality and disability as a public figure, I find it can be really rewarding but also very tiring and monotonous. Do you feel that way? Also, I was asked recently by someone how you start in disability activism and do you have any tips? Oh yeah, I definitely feel like I'm a broken record sometimes, and that can be exhausting. But it just shows how much our work is needed. As for how to start an activism, I would say definitely start small. You don't want to overreach and set yourself up for failure. Start by reading about different causes and protests happening in your area. Reach out to people with disabilities and hear their stories and needs. Volunteer at your local disability advocacy group or work with your city council to help better things for those with disabilities. If you are yourself are disabled, try to get your voice out there by speaking about your experiences. Awesome. Eva, are you running for, like, mayor then? Is what you're saying? Are you running for, like, public office? And in, in you're, you're in L.A., right? Not this year. <laughs> Could you, though? Please, Eva, please do it for me. Maybe. <laughs> 
Awesome. Um, so you are really, really super queer, as we've discovered. Um, <laughs> how do you how do you find the queer community? The queer lesbian community treats you. <coughs> well, what I used to identify as lesbian, but now I just identify as queer. The lesbians were really were moderately accepting. <laughs> I was not a big bar goer, so I didn't know how that how that would be. Similarly, similarly to now, because I used online dating and I put my CP in my profile, I'd get a few bites. But the women who did reply were usually genuinely interested, even if they had questions. I've had a pretty lucky experience. Yeah. I secretly hate you, but I'm also really glad that, like, the lesbian community is all, like, or the lesbian queer community has been fairly kind to you, because queer men can be fucking ableist asswads sometimes, and so I'm happy to hear that, at least on your end, for you, the experience hasn't been full of, like, ableism all the time. Ableism, like, 24 hours a day, seven days yeah. a week. Because uh, for me, uh, that's sometimes what it feels like. Uh, can you talk about the relationship with your partner? Yes. Uh, well, we met on Tinder more than two years ago. We were both just looking for fun, and we really just liked each other and ended up dating. They're so sweet, but also very no bullshit, which I really appreciate. They're non-binary, and they have mild CP. We just started a long-distance relationship eight months ago when they moved from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. I was not sure how that would go, but we talk a lot more now um, that they are more settled over there, and they're going to visit more often. We actually just did a couple stream on O-School, which was very fun. Did you have fucking cam sex? Is that what you're saying? Because that's... I'm no! <laughs> it was just like a couple Q&A, kind of. Like, people could go and, like, learn about us as a couple. <laughs> awesome. Because for, for a minute when I heard couple stream, I was like, did they get down? Because I'm, I'm, oh, I'm all there for that. I'm for that, yeah. And, and how... And how DEA... And how dating with a disability, with a, with a, and, no, sorry, how dating a disabled person uh, works and, like, just what it's like, the experience. Yeah. So we talked about a lot of stuff like that. Amazing. But nothing that close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 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 I just, when I heard couple stream, my brain went to, like, it does so, yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, did they fuck on camera? Because I would, again, I would be so there for that in terms of like, in terms of like, that's hot. And also like, activism, <laughs> solidarity, fuck yes. Uh, that's <laughs> so funny. Um, so, I'm going to skip question seven. We, there was another question audience that I'm not going to ask you about because... Because we talked about it off the air that she doesn't have an answer for that one. So I'm going to move to number eight because I, like I like this one. Eva, you and I recently guested on Cameron Esposito's query, which I fucking loved doing. And she did, me, she did it with me remotely when I was here in Toronto. And I reached out to her and I just said, I, Cameron, I love your show. Like, can I be a guest? And I didn't think that I would ever get on because 
she's Cameron Esposito and I'm Andrew Grizza and like I'm just I you know what I mean so I didn't think I'd ever get on and she immediately tweeted back to me I know who you are I love your stuff like let's set it up and I fell apart with joy that I would get to do that um and talking with her and learning about her experience with uh disabled kids at school and learning about all that stuff was such an eye-opener for me and it was just really fun to talk with her and she was somebody that I was really comfortable kind of like walking through my experience with disability like usually when we're doing it in a professional context it can get really like like we just said monotonous to uh to have to to tell these stories all over again to give somebody a baseline of what disability is like but with Cameron it was so comfortable to be in a super queer space sharing that story can you can you tell us about your experience with query well cameron esposito was so awesome uh when we were setting up she asked all about my access needs and how she can make my experience as easy as possible and because we were both in la i got i went to the studio to record and it was so fun like the hour just flew by i do think she was N E. I think she was a little nervous about how it would work um, because, but A F. But after five, after like five minutes of like getting to know each other and getting familiar with my communication, she was she was like, oh, oh, this is gonna be awesome. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that interview, I listened. I've listened to that interview twice now, two or three times now, because I, I just I, I love the fact that we both were on it in really close succession to each other, and I I like to think that it's because of the two of us, the two of us both got on the show. So <laughs> I listened to, the, to those episodes with like such happiness in my heart because I'm like, wow, we did that, like we. Without us, that show wouldn't might not have disability representation, and I'm just really, really proud of what we both put put out there. Um, did you? How, what did you think of her line of questioning for you? I, L, O, I loved it. She had great questions. Uh, also, she, M, I, K, might. She mic'd me so that we could like, cause I I laugh and express and so that it's like a very I was completely a part of the experience. Yeah. Yes. So it's not like she, it's not like she just mic'd Cameron and was like, oh, Eva's over there, I'm doing making sounds, and you're just gonna yeah, read the thing. Yeah. She made sure that like you, which is which I think you know, given that given that your disability to many of us can look. If I didn't know you and I didn't know what a fucking rad, fucking badass activist you are, I might look at Eva's body and go, oh my goodness, that's scary. I wouldn't because I know you. But the average person who looks at your level of CP might go, oh, like, how do I manage all this? Oh, there's someone there that does it for you? Great, I'll talk with them. So the fact that she ensured that you were a 100% part of the conversation and that actually Cameron was the auxiliary person there like Cameron your attendant was the auxiliary person there it's just really important I mean Cameron's awesome and I'm sure you're not auxiliary in life but in this instance you totally had to be which I think I think it's really great that she she took care of you that way yeah she was really awesome 
And I hope, hey, Cameron Esposito, if you're listening, when this episode comes out, I'm going to tag you on all the things. And if you, uh, if you listen, I have a bunch of other queer, crippled people that I can send your way who you should totally have on your show. Just going to throw that out there. Exactly. Um, so, one of the other big things you do in Eva, and why I think you're such a celebrity, don't even pretend like it isn't true. Um, why I think you're such a celebrity is because you were kind of the inspiration slash you are the reason that there's, and I believe, I believe, I mean, there's obviously other reasons, but you're one of the big reasons why there's a really popular show on the air right now about disability called ABC Speechless, um, which is a show that I haven't watched in a while, but every time I see it, I think of you because I know you consulted on the show with the producers. Can you tell us all about that experience as best you can? I, F, I, R, I first, M, E, met the creator of the show, Scott Silvery, W, A, way before Speechless was made. It was just an idea, just a concept. We, we had coffee together, and he, he saw how I communicated, um, with the laser pointer and the relationship I had with my assistant and then that dynamic alone um, and he s he c h he changed the whole the whole script originally JJ was supposed to have like a high-tech communication device like you know Stephen Hawking um, but once he saw my communication system he realized that that was just an incredible uh, way to um, bring for JJ to talk and have a dynamic relationship with his aide. Um, so he, W.R., wrote it into the script um, and C.R.E.A. and created an aide character, which is Cedric Yarrow. So basically, he has his job to thank from <laughs> because of me. Um, Amazing. He, and he said that before, that, like, I have you to thank for my job. <laughs> um, I am E, e I got to meet, I meet with the W, with the writers, and they, A, they ask me all kinds of questions, um, and I... R E I read the scripts um, and I give them my feedback and ideas. I am B A S basically on C A L on call for for whatever they need, um, pretty much. That's so awesome, and I, I think I, I, again every time I see that show. I immediately think of you, and I'm like, that's Eva's, that's what Eva does, that's so awesome. Like, uh, and I was watching, um, I was watching the Hollywood Reporter Roundtables the other day, and I was like, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, because I fucking believe it's true, I can't wait till there's a day when there's a roundtable of disability creators at the, on that show. Like, I just, um, and I can't wait for it. 
for the day when you're at that round table with like other disabled creators on the true Hollywood reporter doing that. If anybody who's in LA listening to this, like get the fuck on it and get some disabled people around the, that table, please. And even needs to be the first one you put there. Just going to say it. Uh, oh my God, yes. <laughs> see Cameron's like, yes, I'm there for this. <laughs> it's so good. Um, do, can you tell me about where you might like to see the care the 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 series is going into season three now? Um, can you tell us about where you might like to see the lead character JJ go with respect to sex and disability? Well, I would like to see JJ actually date and have a relationship that lasts for at least a couple episodes. He liked a girl on one episode, but she didn't like him back, which is a common thing, and unfortunately, for unfortunately for people with disabilities. I know it is on ABC, so they can't be too explicit, but still, I would like more of just being a horny teenager. Like, an episode where he gets caught masturbating to Emma Watson or has the music <laughs> his virginity. But I know the creator knows I would like to see more of him dating, which is good. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so in your head, is Speechless an HBO series? <laughs> <laughs> I... I wish. Honestly. <laughs> hey, if you wanted if you want to do like an Alan Ball type like HBO like dark dark sex and disability series, let me know. I'm I'm down for I got so down for it. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm actually it's funny that we I and all this is in the works right now and I probably shouldn't bring it up, but fuck it I'm going to. I was contacted a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, uh by a company in Canada who wants to produce, who wants to maybe produce a series based around this podcast and based around sex and disability. And they wanted to do kind of like an a- ABC, like family friendly version. And I, I kept being like, no, it has to be edgy, has to be dark, has to be like serious. Like if I'm going to be a part of this, it has to be in that really dark, weird, twisted vein that we like to go in as disabled people who fuck. So like in my head, now that you've said that, all that stuff about speechless, my version of that character is now like so much darker <laughs> because I know how you <laughs> want it to be. Exactly. <laughs> um, Eva. So, as a queer disabled person, is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you're excited about? Anything else you want to let people know? Well, just K E keep you up, keep up. D A updating no updated keep updated on or stay updated on my C L on my classes at creepingupsexwithiva.com um, and you can check me out on O School every week uh, <laughs> maybe because <laughs> that schedule's changing a little bit right now but you can still stay updated with all of that um, on my website. Yeah. Amazing. And everybody who's listening, I'll put all this in the show notes. Seriously, follow Eva because she does amazing work. Um, and I just think I'm just so proud of what it is that you're do you're doing because it's again, as somebody who works in this niche environment, like um, I just think that it's I'm just re- I'm just so proud to be one of the people that that is in your orbit that's that's doing what we do. So I have so much like crypt love for you. It's kind of gross but it's totally there um i i feel the same way thank you 
awesome. Look, you're so professional. You're like, I feel the same way. Thanks. I gotta go now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Eva, um, so people can get a hold of you at Tripping Up Sex with Eva. I will put your Twitter and your Facebook and things on the in the show notes for this. Uh, mm-hmm. You're awesome, and thank you so much for coming on Disability After Dark today. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us. So, I'm so, so glad, and thank you. Okay, I'm going to hit off now. All right, so that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. I'm, of course, your host, Andrew Gerza. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. If you want to follow my work, you can head on over to www.andrewgerza.com or follow me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza. You can also follow the Disability After Dark podcast on Twitter by following DisAftDarkPod. You can also follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disabilityafterdark. It would also be super awesome if you could leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts so more people can hear about the show. And if you are able and want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash cripple content. This way we can do, do things like get better equipment. You help me make a living doing this thing. You help support content made but made by and for people with disabilities, so I can't thank you enough. And you can pledge whatever you can and as little as $1 a month to make it as financially accessible as possible. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time, right here on Disability After Dark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Udiucci. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.